0: Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.
1: Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool.
2: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
3: you are looking live at v Prime primetime live from the circus sportsbook in downtown las vegas here's tim murray and jonathan bontobel
4: Hour three of Veasan uh, Prime Time alongside Jonathan Von Tobel. I am Tim Murray. Love a little night sweat going on.
1: How's your bet going? You got what? Wofford? Uh, Wofford plus eight, and it is sitting at a one-point deficit, 39-38 at the break. All right, like that. Uh, we are on
4: Penn State plus seven and a half, and by we, I mean me, maybe those who have followed. Uh, down seven, ten minutes to go. We're uh, we're hanging. Come on, Rec Hall. Bring your magic, baby.
1: You want to know who I took on my latest pick in the fantasy baseball draft? Not really. Alex Bregman. Okay.
4: Uh, Oh,
1: that would have been a nice three. All
4: right. Speaking of the state of Pennsylvania, where we hope that we could get a cover, as Terrence Shannon is really, really fast, uh, let's bring in Vaughn Dawzel from NBC at V-Money Sports, the v Sin primetime bowl champion. Uh, He joins us right now on the program. Uh, Vaughn, we got a couple games Uh, Starting up here momentarily or not momentarily later on this evening that I want to hit on here uh, first before we look to the big picture of the NBA, Uh, a game that producer Britton is keeping an eye on his beloved Mm -hmm. Nebraska Cornhuskers are on the road at Assembly Hall. This game will start bottom of the hour. What are we looking here? You're looking at a first half angle Nebraska at Indiana. Yeah, well,
5: then he must know about Nebraska's struggles at Indiana historically. They haven't got a victory there since 2019, and they've been a pretty bad road team, one in seven overall this year compared to being a great home team. And that's kind of the consensus in, for most Big Ten teams when Nebraska is one of the very dramatic ones. Uh, I mean, they're not a good rebounding team. They turn the ball over a little too much and outside the top 100 offensive and defensive percentage. So they're going into Assembly Hall. Very hostile environment. Indiana's getting desperate now. They've lost three of their last four at home, and they've been great defensively. They've just been lackluster offensively here. So both these teams, two of the four slowest-paced teams and defensively in the Big Ten, I expect that to continue here in the first half in Indiana to rely on that crowd uh, and their defense. So I took a first-half team total under on Nebraska at 35 and a half. Most places have that price at 34 and a half now, which I th- still think is playable. And I do think, the Hoosiers get the win, although they have burned me a few times this year, yeah. but I think they're the right side.
1: Me too, me too. Uh, Vaughn, real quick, it's about to start. What'd you look at in Providence, Xavier? Similar situation.
5: I'm taking the Providence first half team total under. Open Providence doesn't come alive with the three-pointers here. That's when burning me lately, just burned me in Florida and Alabama, but uh, Devin Carter, Josh Duro, they are the only offense that Providence has, and that's been an issue, and they're a terrible road team when it comes to free throw percentage, 67%, so Xavier, slower-paced defense, better home team here. I think that they rebound. They get a victory. So I like Xavier, who handled Providence earlier in the season, in the second half, kind of figured them out. I'm fading the Friars in the first half.
4: Vaughn Dalzell joining us here on v Prime Primetime at V-Money Sports. Make sure you follow him there. He always tweets out his plays, too, if you want to follow along with his uh, – his sweats, and uh, we always love having him jump on. All right, we were just going through it with JVT, so we'll have you jump in on the fun, some adjusted win totals, and we'll start with a positive. The Boston Celtics, 43-12 and 12 through the first 55 games of the season. The adjusted win total right now at DraftKings sits at 62-and-a-half. Math, not a strength, but they have to go 20-and-7 down the stretch in order to get to the over. What do you expect to see from the Boston Celtics second half of the season?
5: Yeah, a lot of people are going to count them out when it comes to winning 60-plus games. When I actually looked at the numbers, I was surprised the lack of teams that win 60 games in the East. I mean, we're going back to the Bucks in 2018 or the Hawks in 2014 or the LeBron James Heat. Like that's uh, Not many teams have done it, but the Celtics are certainly going over 60. I think 62.5 is a good bet. 63.5, we're getting dicey here because obviously splitting hairs, but Boston has the third easiest remaining schedule left, and we know they've been dominant at home in the division 26 and three at home 13 and one division but 11 of their last 27 games come against detroit washington charlotte portland atlanta and utah that's a great setup for them and a lot of their road trips when you break them down they look like good situations for them to continue to win and also if they have to rest a guy or two they can do that certain nights. so i do think the stuff go over 62 and a half wins even though it's a large number but they've been that good this year primarily
1: they're starting five all right, Vaughn, I've got a preseason win total for the Chicago Bulls under. Am I going to get there? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you.
5: Uh, you know, you are a smart man, and I'm a Bulls fan. So that was my biggest preseason bet, uh, under 37 and a half. I saw a 38 and a half also out there uh, on another shop. So I advise to shop around. But I think the Bulls, Patrick Williams is injured right now. He's going to be out another two, three weeks probably. Torrey Craig as well. Uh, people might not know those names, but that's where we're at with Chicago. We got Alice Caruso playing some power forward now uh, with Andre Drummond at center. Never thought we'd see that in 2024, huh? But really it's been an IO to Sumo, Kobe white and DeMar DeRozan show with a little Vucevic splashed in. This team hasn't had the growth they've needed from guys like Dalen Terry. So they're looking elsewhere right now. And they didn't make any moves at the deadline. They're okay with making the play in tournament or missing the playoffs. In my opinion, they're going to make an effort, uh, but the bulls are certainly going nowhere fast. So, they uh, are focused on the offseason, in my opinion, and the under is a great
4: bet. Vaughn Dozell joining us here on Vsin primetime Primetime. Mean, it'd be nice if they just get one stop. I mean, Penn State just one. I it, would be nice. All right, I digress. All right. Um, while we have you, let's just uh, let's have a little, we'll have a little futures roundtable with uh, with Vaughn and JVT. Sure. Eastern Conference: Boston Celtics plus one fifteen, Bucks three to one, Knicks seven to one, Cavs nine to one, Sixers twelve to one. JVT, you've said all week that the Cavs at 9-1, to one, if you have nothing in your mm. pocket, is is worth a look uh, there to win the Eastern Conference. Vaughn, Eastern Conference only. Anything of interest for you?
5: Certainly the health of Joel Embiid makes the 12-1 look on the Sixers interesting just because you're getting value. Don't think that they're certainly going to win the East. I think the Celtics are head over heels better than everyone else in the East at this point. The Bucs continue to prove that with their non-defensive play week in and week out. And I see why you like the Cavaliers because the Cavaliers are going to take a step forward from last year. Donovan Mitchell, obviously a great score. And when they have Mobley and Jared Allen, uh, those two are really twin towers in their own right. So that's a team right now with the East being so vulnerable. I think the Cavs and the Knicks are two teams that could knock off the bucks in a seven game series. And then you're talking the Celtics here. And when we're talking about depth as well, the Celtics don't have the depth that we really necessarily see. In 60 win teams, uh, you know, when they got Sam Hauser and uh, Peyton Pritchard running 15 to 20 minutes off the bench, that could be concerning in the postseason. So, teams like Cleveland or New York, who have depth now, who play defense, uh, those teams are going to be worth a look. So, I wouldn't talk anyone off a seven or nine to one. I don't have anything in my pocket, uh, honestly, yet. I want to see these prices grow a little bit, but I'd be looking at Knicks, Cavaliers, and Sixers, although I think the Celtics are obviously the clearly best team.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think for me, Vaughn, one of the things for Cleveland that I like so much is they have a really high percentage by a lot of projections to get that two seed, right? So you get that two seed, mm-hmm. you avoid Boston to the Eastern Conference Finals. You'd be sitting on a good number when they take on Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals if they get there.
5: Yeah, and I think that's that's really the angle to be attacking in a lot of these games and sets because these teams will start jockeying for playoff positions. Like we were talking about the Bulls. You know, the Bulls aren't thinking about getting six or higher. Uh, but the team like the Knicks or the Cavs, mm-hmm. they're going to try and fight for those two seeds. Now where the Sixers, they're just jockeying to see what the best matchup potentially, who they had success against the regular season, who their players feel confident against, and they'll blow a couple games or two or try hard for a week or two to get that position. So as we get closer uh, to the regular season stretch, we'll definitely be eyeing up who's uh, sitting where in the standings and that's the better bets. But I agree completely. I think Cleveland, uh, whoever gets a two seed, is definitely going to be worth sprinkling
4: all right Vaughn let's uh flip over to the Western Conference second half of the season or as JVT what we're we trying to make home, home stretch. stretch home, stretch, home stretch that's what we're trying to make happen home here uh Western Conference much more wide open based off of the odds Clippers yeah. plus 250 now the favorite to win the Western Conference this is DraftKings Denver plus 255 Phoenix plus 650 Minnesota plus 850 OKC plus 950 the Lakers and Mavericks sitting at 14 to 1 and the Warriors at 19-1. to 1. Anything uh, of interest right here at the Western <laughs> Conference? Uh, did you say, did I get a hard pass on that one? Yeah, definitely hard pass on the Warriors. Oh, uh, yeah. I
5: mean, I, I like the fact they're bringing Clay Thompson off the bench now. And they're actually trying to keep this dynasty afloat another season or two. But I do think it's over for Golden State. Uh, for the Lakers at 14-1. to 1, You know, preseason, I thought this team had a lot of depth. But they still have their issues. Uh, although they have Anthony Davis healthy for an entire season. That's been pretty good for Los Angeles. And while I have an SGA MVP ticket in my pocket at 3-1, to one, and I've talked about it on this show, I don't think the Thunder win the West to be a one seed or a two seed. I like those odds much better if we're talking about a way to attack Oklahoma City. Uh, but the Clippers have came out of nowhere. I can't go back-to-back back with the Nuggets. So I'm looking at the Clippers and the Suns because the Suns are projected to have a big second half, and they have a schedule that's favorable for them. They went out the deadline got some moves and got some bench depth which i think was very important for them royce o'neill while he may not be an attractive name he's a guy that's really going to help that roster in the postseason so i do think the suns and the clippers are the angles here but if you're talking clippers at plus 225 you missed that boat a long time ago uh so i guess i'd be rolling with the suns who uh, i don't feel much confidence in
1: (laughs) right right should have been on the boat a lot earlier Should have been stubborn. Um, (laughs) Somebody like me who has had Clippers and 76ers tickets for like each of the last like three years to win the NBA finals. (laughs) Um, I'll ask you this really quickly. Justin, win totals the case I made for um, the Minnesota Timberwolves. 17 home games to 10 on the Mm -hmm. road. I think that's a team that could go over their win total. Last 45 seconds. What do you you think about the second half win total?
5: Yeah, I think that's a great way to attack them for sure. Because I've been on how to play them in this angle because, you know, the Thunder, the Nuggets, and them. Have all been neck and neck all season long for that one seed, two seed, and leading the division. So I think that's the best way and the safest way to play the Timberwolves. So I'm gonna tell you on that.
4: He is Von Dawzel at V Money Sports on Twitter. Maybe the new home of Justin Fields. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, huh. Always, a- always appreciate it, man. Yeah, no way. Thank you, guys. I slept tonight. There he is, Von Dazell. A couple plays on some team total unders in the first half. That's Jonathan Tobel. I'm Tim Murray. Where will those quarterbacks land up? We'll give you a couple updates and what Justin Fields had to say about unfollowing the Bears on Instagram.
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
3: This is VSEN Prime Time with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: We know you've been busy, football, everything in your life. That's why the VSEN experts have released our free NBA at the bake, at the bake, at the break, at the break betting primer. Get the free guide today and bet the NBA smarter with Futures Bets to make, right now, Eastern and Western Conference analysis, plus betting tips for the rest of the season. Head to vcin.com slash guide to get your free copy today. com slash guide. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. It is Vsin prime time. JVT, what was your bet for tomorrow? What are we rocking with for tomorrow?
1: Charlotte Hornets plus nine and a half. All against right. the uh, Utah Jazz. Also, okay. by the way, some news and some footage. What do we got? Zip a Bruder film of one Chris Paul practicing for the uh, Golden State Warriors. So, again, um, might be coming back soon. Might be coming back soon. What do we make of the possibility? By the way, Terrence Shannon has 30 points and uh,
4: can't be stopped. Now he has 32 points uh, for Illinois. And uh, they are so much better than Penn State. It is unbelievable. 82 to 70. Maybe we can get the back door. But, good Lord, it is uh, a lot better of a team. Uh, the one from Champagne. <laughs> then, I mean, look at Terrence Shannon—he's just blowing by, dude. Thirty-two points for Terrence Shannon. Looks like my creative player on NBA 2K. My goodness, yeah, he has thirty-two points tonight. It is eighty-two to seventy, Illinois. Uh, we need—we uh, need an opportunity. It was every time they get into the cover window. It is right back out of it. So uh, eighty-two to seventy is the score uh in uh in that one right now um what are we looking at for st john's st john's taking on uh, george oh, 8 last look yeah so we were we were curious about that one duke very impressive right now by the way uh the blue devil's up 48 to 29 yeah what the that. under 16 uh media time out there in the second half and uh florida holding on a five-point lead For the Gators on the road at Alabama. Alabama is one of those teams, JVT, that I feel like if I bet against them, they score 175 points. And if I bet on them, they stink. So they closed out. They closed as a 10-point favorite. Currently trailing uh, by five right now to the Florida Gators. So uh, we'll keep our eyes on that one. Still to come, a couple ranked teams in action. Marquette. Do they bounce back in a big way against DePaul? They are laying tonight 27, I believe. Yeah, 27 and a half against DePaul. The Blue Demons and then a best bet from Jim Root. He's taking the points with LSU tonight against Kentucky. Kentucky, of course, coming off their big win over Auburn this weekend. And LSU is catching six at home. That was definitely on the card, uh, but ultimately uh, left that one off.
1: Do we consider Florida dangerous? I mean, given the fact that they look like they're a team that is peaking at the right time, uh, I'm a big Todd Golden guy. Um, Former San Francisco coach. Right. He's a very good coach. Uh, When you look at the way they play and how they play, they do have good guard play, right? And Clayton Jr., um, as well as uh, Richard. Like, It's a team that does have, I think, some potential, and I think they're cracking like top 15, top 10 offense in terms of offensive rating. And like I said, they're just playing really good at the right time, right? I mean, they've only lost one game since January 16th. Just wonder. And, you know, you're getting a win over Auburn. You're on the road here against Alabama, pushing the Crimson Tide. I wonder if uh, they're just peaking at the right time here. You know, it's funny. One way to
4: look at things, and uh, shout out to uh, Jim Root and his uh, cohorts of the three-man weave. They had a, a little exercise on their podcast today, which was taking a look at how teams have fared in the last month, right? You mentioned peaking mm-hmm. at the right time. So let's use Florida, for example. And over at Bart Torvik, one of the no, uh, analytical sites that are available, you could sort by date. So I just went back to January 16th, and I sorted it from there. And Florida's the 15th best team in the country right. since that date. So, you know, you're right. I mean, they are peaking uh, at a right time. And the team that I bet against here tonight, Illinois, uh, the, the metrics love Illinois. Uh, they're ninth in Ken Palm. They're 10th. Since that date, I I just plugged in there. So, you know, certainly something to keep an eye on.
1: And and with Florida, as I kind of mentioned, which is, I think, that for me, it's a good sign. You know, you can look at, like, uh, UConn, for example, and the run that they went on during that winning streak and go, oh, you know, they didn't really play a ton of the best teams in in the Big East. But for Florida, they went on the road to Kentucky and won. They took out Auburn. They're in Alabama right now playing them extremely well. So it's just pretty interesting to see that not only are they ripping off wins, but they're beating some of the big boys in the country. So it's, it's And they're very well coached, as I mentioned. Like I like Todd Golden a lot. What he did at San Francisco is very impressive. So I'm just really impressed by the way that Florida's been playing here since that uh, loss to Tennessee.
4: Yeah, what's interesting, too, when you look at where Florida is kind of slotted uh, from a seeding perspective, uh, bracket matrix right now has him as the lowest seven seed uh, there's one bracketologist who has him as as has them as high as a ten, and there's a bunch of them as low as a six. Mm-hmm. So you know, win today certainly would would go a long way uh, for Florida moving forward. I actually want to let's circle back real quick on this kind of unique. It's a niche market, but it's getting to that time. I want you to expound on Ole Miss to make the oh, yeah. NCAA tournament. So it was, uh, yeah, plus one fifty five. Was the price at DraftKings on Ole Miss to make the NCAA tournament? And you can go over to the March Madness prop uh, and uh, tab, I should say, and they have got a bunch of teams over there. And uh, Ole Miss is sitting at yes plus 155, no minus two dollars. And uh, you like the yes price, as did Jim Root. He uh, seconded it <laughs> and said he's going to uh, go bet that. Ole Miss to make the field at plus 155.
1: So there's a couple of things. First off, let's go to the site that you talked about, talk about all the time. If you look at bracket matrix, 80 brackets have Ole Miss in there in some form or fashion. Uh, Lenardi has them as his last four in, and that would be he has them as the last team in, essentially. Uh, Jerry Palm has him as a 10 seed, solidly, not even in the last four in. So he has them there as a 10 seed. And I, I think when you look at the, the resume that they are building, like they can be there. And the metrics, you know, look, the, Ken Palm's got them at 69th. They're a very good offensive team, though. Top 40 team in the country by offensive rating standpoints. They have a very good coach in Chris Beard where you look at the rest of their schedule going forward, the ability to build on wins here. They're going to be underdogs at, uh, or excuse me, they are underdogs today, uh, against Mississippi State. But winnable games the rest of the way to build up the resume. South Carolina, Missouri, Georgia, Texas A&M. There's a strong reality that this team goes into the SEC tournament, Tim, with just, what, two losses down the stretch here as you enter the play and the ability to get some wins and to get in there. So as a team that's, yes, they're on the bubble right now, but really solidly by some in the mix to get there from an odd standpoint of plus 155, I I think this is a team that, it has a higher probability of making it in than odds like that would suggest. That Them and Gonzaga were the two teams that kind of stuck out to me on the yes-no.
4: Let's get to the Gonzaga one. What jumps out to you? Because I don't know what you like, yes or yeah. no. Well, I, I kind of so like the no. So the odds are no plus 220, yes is minus $3. And let me just say this. The yes is outrageous at minus $3 because they are absolutely a bubble team, probably shouldn't be in the field right now. Of the 108 brackets that are out there, 81 of them have him in the field. My only worry, JVT, of playing the no is the fact that the path to get into the tournament is pretty obvious. If they win in Hmm? Spokane South, Orleans Arena here in town, they're going automatically, right? So they are in. So I I would no chance play the minus $3. And if I were to play it, it would look at the plus 220, to your point, what you're going to get to. They, are, they do not have a tournament resume right now, No, in my opinion. Even though 81 of the 108 bracketologists have them in right now, they still have two road games ahead that are pretty tough, and at San Francisco and at St. Mary's to close it out. But I just keep going back to, man, they own that arena. And what I saw from the peak of them against Kentucky, if they're able to channel that for just two games in Vegas in a couple weeks, that's where I think your your bet could go down, but it would be no
1: or pass. Yes, and, and that's what you're doing, because if you look at it from an at-large perspective, I'll give you just these blind resumes, okay? 80 brackets, have them in. Average seed, 10.8. Lenardi, last four in. Palm, 10 seed. The other team, 81 brackets, 10.9. Average seed, last four in for Lenardi, last four in for Palm. One of those teams is Ole Miss, who we just discussed. The other is Gonzaga. And is the one that is in the last four in for two of the more you know, predominant bracketologists that are out there. And Bracket Matrix would paint the same picture. So again, to your point, them going, the way the, Western, the West Coast Conference tournament is set up, it sets up very well for them to win the West Coast Conference. Because again, you just don't have to do that much. Right. As Having, long as
4: they finish second.
1: Ha, correct. Having said that, if they play St. Mary's again in the championship, which is likely, it'll be underdogs in a neutral, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And they have one more game against St. Mary's. What if they lose every game against St. Mary's? What if they lose the, I think it's the regular season finale, correct? Oh, they'll be a pretty sizable dog there.
4: Yeah. Uh, probably what? Uh, no, they were a favorite at home, so they'll be three,
1: three three. Ken Palm's got a projected three. Yeah. So, but they're going to be on the road as an underdog there. They're going to be an underdog in a neutral. There's a reality, which sure, went out. Beat Portland, Santa Clara, and San Francisco. But what if you lose to St. Mary's in these two matchups and you're on the outside looking in? Again, to your point, at minus $3 on yeah. the yes? That, that number's that's, crazy. That's, that's a lot to ask of a team that at this point right now I think needs to win to get in. What I would say is if you think Gonzaga will make it, just bet
4: them to beat St. Mary's in the championship game. There's no <laughs> reason to play minus $3 because I'll, I'll sum it up on this. The metrics absolutely love them, right? They're top 20 in Ken Palm. So metrics are utilized. But that all being said... They
1: have one quad one win. Yeah. One. That's insane that they are in this spot. And if really quickly, if you don't think they're going to take that seriously, losing four straight in the West Coast Conference Championship to Gonzaga, St. Mary's, they're going to take it seriously.
3: This is v Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on v the sports betting network.
4: If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSN experts have got you covered. Become a VSN Pro subscriber today and get your daily best bet emails, 24/7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VSN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Head over to slash pro to subscribe today. That's V-S-I-N.com/pro. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. You can follow him on Twitter, at me, JVT. I'm at one Tim Murray. Duke, keeping it rolling against Miami, leading 58-39 to 39 right now. The intrigue that we both had on the St. John's Georgetown game as St. John's closed around a 9.5-point favorite. They lead by 12 in that one. And then the sweat I've got going on here, JVT, at rec hall, 88-82, Spread implications here for the Penn State and Indy Lions catching seven and a half Illinois with a six point lead right now over Penn state. how's your
1: bet going uh, right now, I think Wofford is trailing by about six. i'll double check uh but I think we're floating right inside the number at this point right now
4: all right let's uh I know this will get you cited as you have been uh working on your fantasy baseball draft here for the past what seven days it's seven like. okay
1: it's a little of an exaggeration last two days. Uh... <laughs>
4: but a man who uh no doubt is doing the same thing it is jeff erickson you can catch him on sirius xm's uh, fantasy channel sirius xm 87 he is jeff erickson at jeff underscore erickson jeff always appreciate it uh appreciate you jumping on and uh, let's jump right into it uh, a team that you're looking to bet the over on uh is the milwaukee brewers who moved on from their manager, Craig Council. He's now with a division rival, um, but they quietly have been making a couple moves here. And of course, you know, making a massive trade recently. What do you make from the Milwaukee Brewers and how are you looking to play them from a season total perspective?
3: So I, I think the market is overcorrected a little bit too much after the Corbin Burns trade. Uh, I, I, I understand uh, the, the reaction. I, that was my initial reaction too, is to start tanking the Brewers. But, you look at what's on this roster, you look at their division, and I, I still see a chance to, for them to, not just a chance, but I feel a likelihood of overachieving their uh, their totals, where I've seen as little as 76.5 at BetMGM, 77.5 at other places. And, of course, that, that's the whole point is to shop around, especially on futures. Um, and you you got to try to find that better number if you can. Uh, you look at they have this fun, dynamic, young outfield. Uh, Jackson Churio got signed on a long-term deal, so he's probably going to break camp with the big club. Uh, and if he doesn't, it'll be in very short order. Freilich is another guy I'm really excited to see a little bit more out of. Uh, they're going to get Garrett Mitchell back. They've got a ton of good young outfielders to go along with Christian Yelich. Uh, they still have Freddie Peralta. They still have a very deep bullpen. I, you know, there's a kid named Robert Gasser who's going to make the rotation probably. I like him a lot as well. I, I think this is uh, quietly a really fun team. And I, you know, keep in mind I'm a Reds partisan. Uh, I, I just I <laughs> still still think that the Brewers are going to be there at the end of the day and i i, I kind of like them to be better than 500 this year so at 76 and a half or 77 and a half depending where you get it i uh i like that number all
1: right jeff let's stay in the national league miami last year won 84 games despite getting upscored by 57 runs usually assigned for regression does that hit
3: yeah that's you you hit right on the point there I absolutely think that regression is the big deal here
1: and not to mention the marlins
3: they're there what they did this offseason Take a look at their their uh, their uh, depth chart, uh, you know, if you want to. It's, it's tough on the eyes, but um, they they added nothing. Uh, their their additions this year were uh, you know maybe Tim Anderson uh, at shortstop uh, once that gets finalized over J- uh, John Birdie, but Tim Anderson, all of one homer. Trey Mancini was their other addition, and then they traded for Christian Bethencourt as uh, to be part of their catching crew. They add, they, they don't have Sandy Alcantara this year. Braxton Garrett showed up to spring training with a sore shoulder. I think this should be down around seventy-four, seventy-three. It's at seventy-eight and a half.
4: Jeff Erickson joining us here, senior editor for RotoWire. You can catch him on Sirius XM Channel 87, the fantasy channel there. I want to get to the team that you cheer for so hard, and that is the Cincinnati <laughs> Reds, right? This is a team that uh, at a good point, good chunk of the season led the NL Central last year before fading down the stretch. What do we make of this Reds team? Because if I had to guess, Jeff, and you and JVT live in it a little bit more than I do, but I would think the Reds are going to be that that chic pick to win the NL Central, go over their win total, you know, m- maybe win the NL pennant because of, this, because of this young-infused talent. What do you make of the Reds? Are they getting overvalued? Are they getting undervalued? How do you look at the Reds heading into 2024?
3: You know, classic... Uh, Betting theory is that you know the teams that overachieve one year come back down, right? Um, the Reds would fit that profile unless they're really young and they they have that, expect to have that level of improvement, or they really added to their roster. They did spend money this year, but did they spend wisely? Is Jamer Candelario someone that we want playing every day? I don't think we do. Um, I think it takes away from Christian Encarnacion Strand. It takes away from Noel, Noel V. Marte. Uh, but they also have a number of injuries. They signed Nick Martinez. Uh, fine. That's fine. He's not, you know, I don't think he, he's a saver or anything uh, like that, but he can be both a starter and a reliever. I like that. They tried to spend money. They couldn't, you know, they're they're, they're definitely shopping in a lower tier. They're going uh, to, you know, they're going to Coles. Uh, and that's where they're going to do their shopping. <laughs> Frankie Montas on a one-year deal. Okay, great. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I still don't see an ace on that rotation. Maybe Hunter Green gets that uh, next level. Maybe Nick Lodolo stays healthy for a year and cheese. But right now, I don't see this as being that great of a rotation. So I think the number, which I've seen, is usually like 83-and-a-half. I think that's about right. I think the Cardinals are probably a better bet to win the division. I think that they did – made better ads like sonny gray for instance i would have rather had sonny gray on my rotation than anything that the reds offered out this year
1: jeff at the top of the odds board you have two national league teams you have the los angeles dodgers you have the atlanta braves i wanted to focus on the dodgers win total of one hundred three and a half. Uh, are they this far and away this good are they going to run away with about 104 wins uh, this regular season given what they did in the offseason
3: you know i i kind of feel like they might do some uh, load management here and there um you know, and I, you know, I think you know, they kind of have to, if you look at some of the components of their rotation, I mean, James Paxton, uh, you know, Tyler Glasson, these are not guys that chew up a ton of innings. So yeah, I would expect them to try to load manage those guys. Um, but they also have depth. Um, you know, Kershaw's going to come back middle of the season. Uh, they said Walker Bueller is not going to be able to uh, pitch until May. Uh, they're going to kind of take this time. That, that strikes me as a team that doesn't care about, Going crazy in the regular season. And if you look at what happened in the playoffs last year, last couple of years, where they got knocked out in the divisional round despite winning the division earlier um, and it's, and piling up the wins, I don't think they, that that that's their priority. Their priority is to get everybody ramped up and ready to go for the postseason. So, I think one hundred three and a half is a tough number to cover. I mean, it's it's uh, it, it already uh, by definition it is. I've never seen one that high. Uh, for for the Dodgers or anybody else, so uh, it's it's an incredible number to, in, in its in its own right. There, the talent is pretty crazy. Uh, Yamamoto could be a Cy Young. It's could he could go crazy, and we could be we could just this could all look really silly, and they could win 115 games. But I, I, I think they're going to kind of manage their
1: talent. All right, the other team that I'm interested in is the team that Otani left, the Angels. Um, are, their win total seventy two and a half. They won 73 games last year. Are they going to match their win total without Otani? I don't know if Trout's going to play. I think this Red could Dome's be... Rendon's locked
4: in, though, JVT. Right, there's a good point. Rendon's
1: go. ready to go. Um, I think this is an underplay. This is one of the few win totals that I've got in deck here uh, for Major League Baseball. What do you think of the Angels under seventy two and a half?
3: I like what you're thinking here, too, especially they might trade Trout. I know he came out and said he doesn't want that. It's not the way that he wants it to happen, but... He also, if you listen to the comments, you listen to the tone of voice, that's the first time he's even contemplated that. Uh, or the first time he's like, yeah, I can see that happening. That's, you know, that that's not what he wants, but it's the first time it's possible. I remember the White Sox last year. it was a, they, were, they were a fun second-half fade because you could kind of predict them tearing everything apart. Um, you could kind of expect that you'd see them, uh, you know, go sell off afterwards and the malaise that was happening in that clubhouse. I could see that happening with the Angels here, too.
4: Jeff, before we let you run, give us a team nobody's talking about under the radar that you think division or uh, to just to make the playoffs. Who's a team that uh, is catching your eye that's being very much overlooked right now?
3: I, I think the Guardians are in the right division. First of all, in the AL Central, uh, Stephen Votes, the new manager, I think maybe people are docking him a couple of wins after the way they finished last year they've got so much good young pitching. They get pitching. Um, and I, I think that that's a team that uh, they're going to out pitch teams a, a lot this year. And I think that's another one where I think they'll contend for the playoffs. They have a chance to beat the twins to win the division. And I also think that they have a, a really good chance of beating the over.
1: Real quick, last 45 seconds. Who's the rookie we're looking out for this year? Uh, there's so many of them. Jackson Holiday,
3: uh, Wyatt Langford are two that I'm looking forward to the most. though. So. Cool.
1: Jeff, always appreciated.
4: Great stuff. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. At the buzzer, Penn State, baby, wins outright 90 to 89. They were not even going to cover just moments ago. What a meltdown. Wow. Illinois you, don't stress, man. completely fell apart, and Penn State gets fouled with four seconds to go and beats Illinois 90 to 89. We are Penn State. Get it done. All right, good job. See, Rec Hall coming through, baby. Penn State with the outright upset of Illinois, ninety to eighty-nine.
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. feels just right don't miss it mark your calendars and be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com 2025 qx80 coming this summer
1: hey sarah i'd love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was edited so well
3: VSN Prime Time with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: We know you've been busy all throughout football season, which is why we put JVT to work and Zachary Cohn, mm-hmm. VSN experts, just released our free NBA at the Break betting prime. I'm reading the wrong read right now, JVT. But the good thing is we still have that. Also this week, DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can deposit $5 to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N. When you sign up, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Got so excited from that Penn State victory, you know. Mm -hmm. Just uh, was reading the wrong read. But you should also check it out, VSIN.com slash guide to get that free NBA primer. All right, JVT, we got games coming up top of the hour. Still games to come later on this evening. Let's hit on the Mountain West games. You and I love to bet this conference, and uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, you are paying just the ultimate tax right now on New Mexico home games and a bounce-back spot for New Mexico coming off of the loss at San Diego State on Friday night. So New Mexico and a revenge spot. So you got this whole melting pot of opportunity for New Mexico at multiple shops here in town. They're up to an eight-point favorite against Colorado State, a top 25 team. Look, I think New Mexico wins this game. Right. I I can't get behind seven and a half. I just I'm not going to bet Colorado State because I I know how the Mountain West home court, for the most part, unless you're UNLV going to the pit, has uh, played out this year. Or Boise State or Boise State. Um, I think New Mexico gets them, and for our friendship. Future here. I hope it's the case too, but I can't I can't lay seven and a half. Would you take eight on Colorado State at this point? I
1: mean I think that's the only way you do it right now. Colorado State comes into this thing. They have covered five out of the last six games, and they've won those five, you know, five and one straight up and against the spread. They're a good team. You know, they they play very well. And among some of these uh wins that they have gotten, some of them have been on the road. They haven't played some of the best competition, but they have beat San Diego State along this stretch, Boise State. This is a competitive team. So I think I understand. Driving this number up, given how good New Mexico has been. You also know that the last time Colorado State hit the road, they were absolutely shellacked by San Diego State. It was 75 to fifty-five. But we've seen the last two home games here for New Mexico. The market has bet them up like crazy, and they lost both of those games outright. Yep. They were laying twelve against UNLV. They were a ten and a half against um, against Boise State. And I think that's just what you said. Like you're just paying a really strong tax for this home court that New Mexico has played so well on. So yes, are they nine and three against the spread at home? Yes. Uh, But at this point, are we kind of near the peak of the market? I I think absolutely. So it would be Colorado State or pass. Uh, Maybe they're just going to come in and wallop Colorado State just like they got walloped uh, um, in Viejas. But I don't know how you could rightfully, especially the way that this has moved already, come in and bet at the top of the market with New Mexico at minus
4: So one thing I did last night, and there were a couple shops uh, here in town that allow you to bet money lines overnight. And I I knew New Mexico was going to be a play that I liked. So, I took them and paired them with UNLV, which is almost a thing that I never do just because of the fact that that's a a road team, especially a weird spot, elevation, all of that at Air Force. And the more and more I've thought about the bet, the market's bet up UNLV here a little bit. It's now six and a half JVT. So, you've got the fact that you've got the revenge factor, right? A month ago at Thomas and Mack, as a 10 and a half point favorite, UNLV lost to Air Force by 32. Mm-hmm. But then you also had the fact, and you were at the game, and I was on u n l v they completely blew an opportunity to beat Nevada at home so where's their mind at? Are they ready to go to bounce back, or are they going to be down in the dumps, so to speak, after losing to an in state rival in a game that they absolutely should have won
1: i mean i th- I think to be fair at least for u n l v they have shown some. Uh, some nerve, right, when it comes to losing some of these games outright, which is something I think they react to pretty much uh, pretty well. Uh, after a straight up loss so far this season, they're 7-2 to two straight up, 6-3 and three against the spread. So they've responded to losses very well. And if you look at just this recent stretch, they lost that game to Air Force by an obscene amount, 32 points. 32, yeah. But then they went on to win five straight and cover those. So like when you look at the way that UNLV has responded this year, we do have a great sample size that shows us after a loss, they do respond in a very good way. So coming off of a loss like this, yes, you're on the road, but you're taking on an opponent that you should be hyper-focused to take on considering what they did to you on your home floor. I think you're probably looking in UNLV's direction. I think that's why I understand why the market has moved the way it is, uh, which we're talking about six and a half right now across the board. Some spots it's still at six, but I think I'd rather be on the side of UNLV because at the very least the Rebels this season have shown that they are bouncing back in a pretty solid way after they lose some of these games.
4: All right, a couple other games uh, involving top 25 teams. Massive spread. It's got bet up a little bit. Marquette off of the loss to UConn at home playing DePaul tonight, who shouldn't even be considered a power conference team. They are just absolutely dreadful. JBT, if you look at DePaul and where they stand in the advanced numbers, DePaul is 304th in Ken Folks, there are 362 teams. They are sandwiched between... Northern Arizona and Sacred Heart. So uh, it's not been a good run. Obviously, they fired their coach in Tony Stubblefield already this year. They're 0 14 in conference play. They were feisty against Providence uh, over the weekend. I'm never going to lay 27 and a half, JVT, but I like ugly dogs. I don't know if I could get in, uh, get on board here with uh, the Blue Demons, especially what probably is a get right opportunity uh, for Shaka Smart squad. So uh, no thanks on that one. One game that uh, does have interest from Jim Root is he took the six with LSU against Kentucky. Yeah. I would lean that way here. I haven't bet it yet, but I would, I would look a little bit more towards LSU uh, in this spot with Kentucky, who is so Jekyll and Hyde and hard to figure out uh, with that young core. You get that massive win college game day, and now you got to go on the road to LSU. I think this is kind of a, a an interesting spot to look at the dog here in LSU.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. I think what Jim brought up too is, which is you're kind of looking for uh, signs, right, of why to bet on or against the team. And when you look at the defensive turnaround. For Kentucky, I think you can argue that maybe you're talking about some uh, luck when it comes to shooting by opponents. Ole Miss went into that game. They shot 5 of 22 from three-point range in the win over Auburn uh, the other day. I think Auburn went in shot, what, 4 of 22 as well, 18.2%. So you're talking about some pretty solid luck in terms of opponent shooting. Yep. I don't think that you're at a point where you're, you're full-on believing that Kentucky is going to turn things around defensively. So if that is right, and if you've gotten on the right side of variance, now going on the road to take on LSU, if your defense is going to be vulnerable, I think this might be a spot to come in and back LSU. If you're like Jim or like me, somebody not really believing in this, and as you mentioned too, uh, the other projections that have this more around three as opposed to six and a half.
4: All right, looking ahead to tomorrow, JVT, you have one NBA play that you have already put in. We talked about it earlier in the show. Let's revisit it. Tomorrow night, Utah-Charlotte as the second half of the NBA season, or the home stretch, Mm -hmm. uh, gets underway. Utah hosting the Charlotte Hornets, and now we've seen the market get out to 10 uh, as Charlotte, one of the worst ATS teams in the first half of the season, taking on one of the best, but you think Charlotte is going to be a potential buy-on team down the stretch.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't really bother me too much. The market's been in on Utah. The, the market's moved with them, uh, and I think it was three of their last four games they have lost out right and failed to cover all four of those games. As I mentioned, you know, I'm kind of going against the grain a bit here because the, the market does believe in this Jazz team, but I think that the losses at the trade deadline are a little bit more dramatic than one would think. So, um, I... Charlotte's a play. I bet it at nine and a half. I think 10 is obviously a playable number here on the road against uh, the Jazz. So something to look there for there. And I also mentioned too, by the way, the the news that LeBron is not going to play tomorrow. We are up to six uh, for the Golden State Warriors at home against the Los Angeles Lakers. So that is the ramification of that news right there.
4: Uh, For college basketball, and obviously we'll dive more into it tomorrow. um, Not a great slate, to be honest. The one game that has a lot of interest is a late night game, JVT. And it's Washington State against Arizona. Uh, DraftKings, our Superbook, I should say, just opened this Arizona 11.5 JVT. This game's got a lot of interesting wrinkles to it. Washington State has been one of the better stories in college basketball this year. Kyle Smith, their head coach, is going to lead this team to the NCAA tournament for a first time, I believe, in 15 years uh, since Tony Bennett. Yeah, that Tony Bennett was their head coach. <laughs> they haven't been ranked since 2008, and they're ranked right now. They've already beaten Arizona. I do wonder how the market's going to react to this game. I would actually look a little bit towards Arizona laying a pretty sizable number. Is this an Indiana State situation? I do feel like it's a little bit of an Indiana State situation. For those who missed that, Indiana State ranked for the first time since 1979 last week. Lost not one. But two games outright, right. one of those being against Illinois State as a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. So I think Arizona's going to be fired up, ready to go, facing a team in Washington State that already beat them once. And then you've got this situation where Washington State – oh, look at Washington State. They're ranked. Wow, we should keep them on the
1: radar. Six and one ATS, last seven.
4: Yeah, so I uh, – We'll talk about it more tomorrow, but early lean would be to uh, to laying the lumber with the Wildcats at
1: home tomorrow in Tucson. Yeah, wouldn't disagree with that at all, especially since we saw at least the small sample size. One team respond very negatively after having some accolades thrown at them. And another game to the Minnesota
4: Golden Gophers. JVT, keep it rolling, 22 and three ATS. And guess who they get to play? Ohio State, who just took down number one Purdue. Might have to go with the Gophers again. Thanks to everyone who joined us. Mike Golick Jr., Jim Root, Thor Nystrom, Von Dawzell, and Jeff Erickson. For JVT, I'm Tim Murray. Go Roadrunners!
6: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.